Maybe you're in your car or on a plane taking off to a market. Ooh, you found my podcast about how to shop at market. I'm psyched for you. Maybe you're brand new and you're thinking about going to market. Yay, you found this podcast. This podcast is for you. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Booster Boutique Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant turned boutique owner turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Booster Boutique Podcast. I'm Emily Benson, a boutique business consultant and course creator. I teach boutique owners at a professional level how to start, grow, and scale a boutique business. So for you, where are you? Are you advanced? Are you just starting out? I want you to know, number one, going to a market or a show, you don't have to do it. Okay. So if you're just in the stage of exploring this, listen with an open mind. You know, I'm going to always encourage people to go to shows because I do think immersing yourself in the boutique industry is good once in a while. But I don't think it's necessary. I also want to throw that out there. If you are someone who feels overwhelmed often or you can't handle lots of people, then going to market or show might not be for you. So let's talk more about the benefits and downsides of going to a market. And actually, let me back up for a second. I want to just qualify what is a market? What is a show? Okay. So when I was little, I remember my dad was like big in computers and graphics. And like he was worked for like basically a graphic design company. I'm reducing it, but it was a much bigger deal. And we once or twice went to shows in New York, trade shows at the Javits Center. And I loved it. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. There's all these booths. They give out buttons and pins and toys. (laughs) I was in it. I mean, I must have been like eight years old. I think I was just totally in it for the free stuff, which you will 100% get at a market or a show depending on where you go. So I tend to use the terms show and market a little bit interchangeably. So let's just clarify too, if you're brand new to the industry, let's, let's quick reminder of where you can buy inventory, right? That's really what we're talking about is one you can go online. You can go to a website like Fashion Go or Fair or Tundra or LA Showroom. I mean, there's so many now. I don't even want to talk about like Alibaba or things like that. Like, you can also get inventory from drop shipping companies, right? That automatically syncs. So, like, you don't even necessarily have to go to a show. That's like an online resource to get inventory, okay? Whether it ships to you or not, those are, those are your hotspots as of right now. <laughs> The second place you can go is what would be considered like a market center. So there are big market centers in Los Angeles, Dallas, Chicago, kind of, Atlanta. I want to say there's a small one in uh, Miami. And New York City has its own like sort of unique situation where there's a lot of like wholesale storefronts or warehouses, like just kind of on the street. Like on Broadway, you could like go buy wholesale jewelry at a couple different stores, things like that. It's not really like an organized market center. I think maybe there is a gift market building. I just haven't been to New York in a while. So I'm not sure what still exists like after COVID, frankly. I think a lot of people have moved online or to virtual visits and things like that. But if you go to LA or Dallas or Atlanta, 
you are going to go to a huge building. <laughs> These are like massive multi-floor buildings that have open centers in the middle. They're really cool. And around the edges are all these showrooms. And what happens is like once a quarter, they'll invite what they call temporaries. So like temporary vendors to come from all over. Like if you're a wholesaler, you could sign up to like show at Atlanta. You know, we, we see some of our amazing girl bosses who are like starting, you know, their wholesale business, go and show at Atlanta or Dallas or LA. Like we love that. And that's the cool part is that you don't have to have a full-time showroom in those buildings. Uh, but there are showrooms in those buildings that you can go visit on off weeks when there isn't like a show happening. So there are shows basically once a quarter in Atlanta and Dallas at those market centers. There are ones in LA. I think they're on a bit of a different schedule. Um, and again, this is for like clothing, jewelry, gifts, um, children's clothes, Men's clothes are a little bit different. They're they're a little bit different. You got to find like a men's show. Um, and like toys and gifts and things like that might be at a gift show or at a like a kid's show. It depends, right? Like so there's also more shows outside of just these market centers. So these market centers are kind of like group number two of where you can buy inventory. These market centers... Like I said, once a quarter, we'll have some kind of show. So they'll have like a week where it's a gift show, a week where it's a women's clothing show. And during those times, the showrooms that exist there will be open and have appointments. And then there will also be temporary vendors that come, like hundreds of vendors from LA and all over, mostly LA and like local smaller ones, right? They'll come and they'll set up a booth and they'll take orders. They'll sell you stuff during that week. So the intention of going to a show would be to hopefully place orders, but to touch and feel and try on and meet the vendors and maybe meet new vendors that, you know, every vendor isn't on Fashion Go. Every vendor isn't on like an inventory platform. Some of them just exist and they go to shows because that's how they operate. And so you just have to remember that you may discover new people when you kind of get offline. Now, as an extension of these shows, there's, there's sort of the third category of where to buy inventory is just exclusive shows. So a company like... Uh, Magic. So they're actually owned by a company called Informa Markets. They run markets on like a bunch of different industries in a bunch of different industries. And so one of the shows that they run is Magic in Las Vegas. They've rebranded one of their shows in New York to now be Magic New York. They also do Coterie Project, like all these subsets. And the, the show names are very much based on sort of who that ideal customer is. So each show that you'll find is generally organized in a way where the buyers that are coming to that show are all buying for the same kind of customer. They're buying for similar... Like they're buying for women's clothing. They're buying for men's. They're buying for emerging. Like there's, they have a whole show that's just like emerging designers and like new and up and coming like streetwear, things like that. Uh, there's also like independent shows that happen in a lot of like towns and cities across the country. Like in New England, there's a New England apparel show. I believe there's also like a show down on Cape Cod that's just focused on women makers. I think maybe they do it down the Cape and up in Maine or something, but it's just all women makers and vendors who will go to that show. So there are local places and there are really big events that you can go to 
almost like every month of the year. Like, I don't know if there's like an off month necessarily. And really also with those market centers, kind of that bucket number two, you could always go there and make appointments with showrooms or walk around. Or sometimes they just have like stores that are open every day and you can go buy inventory. That's what it would be like in New York as well. Like New York, the shows will generally be at the Javits Center or at like a bigger location. And then you can like go over to Broadway or 7th Avenue and shop for... I mean, I have no idea who still exists over there, but there tends to be really great jewelry vendors, some some clothing, um, but they also have like pieces and parts. Like if you are a designer and you want to get like great buckles or great leathers or notions or buttons, things like that, like there's amazing stores. I mean, if you've watched Project Runway, you'll know like, I mean, yes, you can go to Mood, but there's also lots of other places where you can get other materials and things like that. So anyway, I digress. Now let's talk about the benefits and the downsides of sort of each of these things. So obviously, if you're online, you are never going to like touch and feel things. You're taking a gamble every time you place an order. And like, that's okay. It's an educated risk. You're also like basing it off of the fact that like you're good at online shopping and you're good at, you know, looking at a piece of clothing or an item on a person's body or as displayed and making sure that's going to look good on your ideal customer. That can be tricky for a lot of people. I have a lot of people come to me and say, I bought something that was too short or I bought um, something that was too thick or too tight or, you know, you again, you're not touching it or not feeling it. So buying online can be difficult. The other upside to it is it's easy. It's online shopping. It's super easy. And it's a great way to get started, honestly, especially if you don't have a budget to go to a show. So that's the other thing about this, right? Another downside to sort of the shows in the market route is it does cost money, whether you're driving or flying, staying overnight, any of that stuff. I will say like a lot of places, like if you go to Vegas, you can stay in a Vegas hotel. Like I don't know how nice it is, but like you can stay in a basic Vegas hotel for like $40 a night, like maybe $50 a night. So, you know, not like the most amazing like Vegas night out, but like, you know, one or two nights, like that's worth a budget to like go to a free show. That's the other thing. These markets, these shows, they're free. You do have to send them your tax ID. You do have to register and make sure you can like get in any of this stuff. You're going to have to register. So if you don't have a tax ID, if you don't have a reseller's permit or some kind of like sales tax and use permit, you're not going to be allowed to buy from these places. So let me just, I should have said that way at the beginning, but I'm I'm assuming a lot of you guys have this knowledge (laughs) in a weird way, but you know, we have people at various levels coming to the podcast. So investing that money though, um, is worth it. And like I said, the shows are free. And generally when you go to the shows, some shows, like I spoke at, um, women's wear in Nevada, the wind show that happens at the same time as magic. And it's usually at Caesars. Um, that show is great. I loved going to that show. They didn't play loud music. Um, some of the vendors there were a bit more conservative, a bit more for like a woman who, I don't know. It just wasn't as like super, super trendy. Like there was no crop tops. You know what I mean? And they had a few more like independent handbag people and just like some different people, right? It might be a little higher price point. I can't say that. But what I will say is the wind show, you get like pampered over there. They serve you like meals. They have open bar on Monday night, like for like an opening party. It's a really nice show. Like I really enjoy going to that show. I don't think it's a show for everyone, but I do think a lot of you guys would enjoy going to check it out. And it's not huge. It's a nice manageable show that you can kind of do in one day. I do know a lot of um, women that follow me. They'll go to Magic for one day and they'll go to Win for one day to see both. There's also a show called Off Price that happens in Las Vegas. This, these all kind of happen at the same time. And I got on the track of Vegas 
because Vegas is coming up and there are a bunch of shows. Again, all you have to do is register. Each show is going to be a little bit different. The off-price show tends to sell things that are, they, they would call them margin builders. So they're lower cost items. Uh, there may be, I, don't, I wouldn't say they're more gimmicky. They have clothing, they have all this other stuff. So again, part of signing up for a show or going to a market is doing your research on their website. So all of these things have websites, especially when you register, they will send you vendor lists as vendors get confirmed and kind of pay for their spots. So it's a good thing to go through the vendor list before you sign up for one of these events to say like, okay, let me, you know, you could even look at this vendor and then go on Fashion Go or go on Google and look up the vendor and say, is that my style? Do I want to go to it? You know, a lot of people are like, I'm just going to go to the show and walk around. And that's fine. But it also can be very overwhelming, especially I find magic to be really overstimulating sometimes. Like I really like for someone who is neurodivergent or maybe has trouble with like crowds or bright lights or music, like something like a magic could be really hard. That's the downside as well as going to a market center or a show. I have to call that out because it isn't for everyone. You know, I want to be honest with you. Like I have had times at at all different shows, not just even magic, but like at, at market centers where I just felt like overstimulated or it's such a big space. I feel a little bit dizzy or like I'm being honest with you. <laughs> maybe I sound crazy, but like also maybe I'm validating someone else who went to a market or a show and they just were like, whoa, this is a lot, you know? And that's why I just try to take it slow or do your research in advance. Um, There are maps you can look at when you get to a show or get to a market and see where are the showrooms, where are the booths that I want to visit and just go to those booths. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, you'll see other vendors when you walk booth to booth, right? You'll walk by other people. And if you want to stop, you can. But I do want to call out that like, you know, there are downsides like physically and mentally going to some of these things because it, it, it can be a lot, you know? So it also can be a great, nice break. And this, like, I want to get to the benefits of going to a show or going to a market because I think these in-person events are really important now, like in a kind of post-COVID world. You know, it gives you a chance to not only see the trends in the booths, but like on other people, like people that show up to these events, listen, you don't have to like dress to impress, but there are going to be those people that do. And those are the fun people to see. Again, I think people think they have to like wear their wear heels and dress up and be so professional. Like I would say there's plenty of people who throw on a t-shirt and jeans and a cool pair of sneakers and they're walking magic. Like it's fine. You know, you don't have to like be dressed to the nines with your perfect hair and your perfect purse. You're there to do business, you know? And so whatever that looks like for you... It is also just fun to see what are they putting on the mannequins? What what are they selling in the booths? Like maybe hitting up some of the more emerging designers or going through the accessory booths and the shoe booths and like seeing what's going on. Remember at these shows and at these markets, you have all mixed goods as well. So there's a lot to see. There's a lot to do. You also can get education. Like so many of you have found me because I've spoken at events like Wynn and Magic and Nashville and Las Vegas, right? And that to me is important. There is a lot of insight to be gleaned from educators and people who are consulting and coaching in this industry because they're seeing the broad scope of things. And they're hopefully pulling out a topic that feels really relevant to boutique owners and speaking on that, right? I know for sure the organizers of all these events are very careful to curate a really good schedule. So when you do stop buying and you want to take a break, you can go listen to someone who's really going to help you or change your life or inspire you. That's a really cool benefit to so many of these shows that you're just not going to get necessarily outside. I mean, like there aren't retail events all over the place all the time, right? I mean, I guess there are, but 
going in and getting an education and even like meeting celebrities or hearing from celebrities. Like I thought it was really interesting hearing from someone like Kristen Cavalieri, like how she's made mistakes and how it's been hard to build her business. And, you know, she has a lot more resources than you and I do. Um, And so I think that's a benefit to hearing like, wow, like she even this is hard for her too. <laughs> like I'm validated in knowing that building a business is hard and having a boutique is tough and she makes mistakes too. And she probably has great consultants and business managers helping her make all these choices, right? I mean, I would hope so. But getting that education, seeing celebrities, meeting celebrities, I mean, just be inspired and maybe even like enjoying some music, like letting loose, like having a moment. I mean, I think that's the cool part about some of these events too, is that they do provide opportunities for you to just like get out of your head and have a little fun with other people who are like in the same space and energy as you. Like you don't have to go and make a bunch of best friends or meet anyone new, you know, but it is good to feel like you can get treated a little bit and like for free, like if you register for Matt, you can see Salt and Peppa and like Nelly, like for free. That's so Katy Perry, like Martha Stewart, like all these great people you can have encounters with that maybe you wouldn't normally. So that's the cool part. I'm getting myself like all excited to go to a show. But that is like the coolest part about it is really getting to be immersed in it, immersed in the industry that you've decided to start a business in. There's so much benefit to that. So I do want to say like I am and have always been a proponent of going to a show, going to a market making it manageable for you. And so let's talk about what happens when you get to market. Okay. A lot of people have questions about like, how do they shop? They're intimidated. They feel like they're going to be in pressure, like pressurized, you know, to buy things. What I will say is most vendors just want to know that you're a good fit too. You know, like it is sort of a dance of when you're buying inventory to make good choices for yourself. There are going to be vendors who want to impart like what's going on in their business on you. I've walked in plenty of booths or looked at best of the best on Fashion Go enough times to know that not every best of the best or best selling item is a best selling item for me. And so when I go to market, when I go with clients to market, it is still, and I will, I think I will forever coach this. I, you're going to have to do a lot to change my mind on this one, but you don't have to buy anything. And what you buy, you should love it. Like, love, 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 love it. I find so many people are coming to me saying, well, I, you know, I bought it because like I thought it would sell or I bought it because I I thought it would do reasonably well, you know. (sighs) Guys, why are you spending the money on something that you don't absolutely love? I have been known to walk into booths and scream. (laughs) Scream of joy, excitement, pleasure, like, oh my God, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) I have incredibly emotional reactions to clothing, to styles. I am someone who I will walk into a booth or I will look at an assortment. I'll do this in stores too. I'll walk into a store and I just know if I love it or I don't. And I know that for me, whenever I bought what I absolutely loved those were the things that sold out first. And I know that's for you too. I get so many people that say, you know what? You're right, Emily. I should just buy what I love because that is the stuff that sells so well. So as you're walking around the booths and as you are making decisions on what to buy, remember, you don't have to buy anything. And, And literally, you could go to an entire show and not place an order, okay? Now, I would like you to place a few orders because I think that would be nice for you to like 
make sure you have styles that you absolutely love and that like may sell out, right? Like that's the other thing about shows is a vendor could bring something to a show, it could sell out and then it never gets on Fashion Go or it never ends up somewhere, right? So you have to remember that as well on top of all this is it is good sometimes to go to these things because you will get first priority, theoretically. That used to be the way. I think it still kind of is the way is like, well, if you get your order in, you know, we're going to fulfill it, right? But in the booth, when you're in there, do your math right? Even if you don't buy anything, you can get a good judge in a booth if it's right for you by looking at a few tags. All the tags will have the wholesale price on it. Not the retail, the wholesale, right? So you'll walk into a booth, you'll see a sweater. You're like, that's so cute. It's $22. Do the math. Times it by three. 22 times three is 66. Would my customer pay $66 for this? Actually, I think she pays 74 for it. So let's buy it <laughs> or let's at least pull it. You know, my whole theory is like pull what you like and then edit down. Make sure your deliveries are going to work. Make sure the retail prices are going to work and then either place an order or take a step back and say, you know what? I'm going to just take pictures and take notes on this and I'll follow up. Give me your business card. Again, you don't have to buy anything, even if you pull a bunch of stuff. Now, a vendor is going to assume you're going to buy it because that's the process of how you buy something. But you could just say, hey, I'm looking. I want to pull some stuff. I've never bought from you guys. So I want to get a feel for how things are. And that could be fine too, right? You're not going to have to pay for those goods before you leave the booth. They're going to pay as they ship. So you are going to have to give some kind of card. You're going to have to sign a contract that says you're placing this order. Don't forget. I think there's a lot of people that are like, I can just cancel everything. And that got in a lot of people's ways. And vendors don't like that. No, like nobody likes that. So I want to remind you, like, don't, please don't be like, I'm going to just place an order and not like pay for it and fulfill it later. We need all of our boutique owners to be buying accurately so that you can fulfill those orders. And we can just keep the whole cycle of everything going, right? If and when you do place orders, the vendor should give you a sheet, an invoice. You're going to take those sheets. You are going to guard them with your life. You're also going to take pictures of everything you ordered with your phone or a camera. I don't care what you do, but I want you to have a record of what you bought. I want you to know what's coming when. You're going to get the delivery dates and the prices of everything you bought on that invoice. And it's your job to track all that stuff, whether that is in in an Excel spreadsheet or is in a binder. You want to make sure you know what's coming when. I mean, listen, you could keep a notebook. You could like write every page is a month and you write what you have on order, what it is, what department it is, how much you paid for it when you think it's coming. Maybe the business cards, you have a like you keep all the business cards of the vendors that you're working with in the front of this notebook. I mean, it can be really low key, right? But you have to be tracking what you place because you want to know when it's coming and you want to start to plan sales around that. So hopefully going to a show sounds fun and doesn't sound like too much work, but it is work. That's the thing. I think going to a show, I think buying inventory, it's not easy. That's why you need a plan. That's why you need to go to shows and like, have researched the vendors, look at the map, see what vendors you want to go to. Don't just go and willy-nilly walk around unless you're doing research. You're really just starting out. You're just trying to find vendors and see what's going on. If you know who's there and you know you're going to place some orders, like make it efficient, you know? Give yourself the opportunity to make clear decisions because you're not tired. You haven't had too many drinks and you're, you know, buying things that you like normally wouldn't buy. Go and remember it's business and then have fun after, you know? Have all the fun you want at night, but like just go and keep it business so that it feels like you got the work that you needed to get done. 
All right. I hope this has given you some ideas about how to shop at market, how to buy at market. If you do want more info about this, I have my how to shop at market guide that is available on my website. I'll put the link down at the bottom. Uh, It's $19 and it walks you through how to do all of this more in depth about the process in the booth that I sort of glazed over on this podcast. I go in depth about what that looks like for you. I'll put the link in the show notes. Hopefully you'll grab that. And otherwise... If you're on the way to a show, have fun for me. Scream in some booths. Get excited about the product that you have coming in and let me know how it goes. All right. Here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. Bye. Have you been in business between three and seven years? You're doing between twenty and $40,000 per month, up and down, right? It's not really consistent. You feel like, wow, I'm making a ton of money, but I'm not really making money because I don't pay myself. I'm always freaking out about paying bills. And it feels like you're always out of stock in your very best style. Something is wrong. I know I should be doing better. Does this sound like you? Imagine a life where your boutique has consistent, predictable sales and you get to pay yourself enough to fully replace your salary. No more worrying about what can get charged on your credit card, just pure positive cash flow and easy peasy living. Sky's the Limit Boutique Business Accelerator isn't just good, it's a game changer. Molly really said it best. Emily helped me organize my wholesale business so I wasn't flying by the seat of my pants every day and wondering why I was so exhausted every day. Molly hit a million dollars in sales in 2023. That's the reality that my program, Sky's the Limit Boutique Business Accelerator, is offering to you. Think about it. A future where your boutique is a well-oiled machine. No more sleepless nights over inventory nightmares or financial stress. With Sky's the Limit Boutique Business Accelerator, we can grow your sales by 20 to 50% in as little as six months. On top of that, you'll finally get to pay yourself what you deserve. Molly, just like you, was drowning in chaos. Now, she's not just organized, she's thriving. As Molly puts it, I'm up 57% in sales, 7% in profit. I took two real vacations this year and I have my launches scheduled a year in advance. These are my results, but I truly don't think it would have happened without Emily and Sky's the Limit. I have to add, Molly only started this program in November of 2022, and this is her growth now, November of 2023. But I don't want to just talk about this. I want to help you act on it. And this is where it gets even better. If you are hearing this right now, enrollment for Sky's the Limit Boutique Business Accelerator is open and it's at the lowest price available. Seriously, imagine a boutique where you're not just surviving, you're thriving. Your bank account is healthy and your stress levels are at an all-time low. Don't take my word for it. Hear what a few other people have to say. Rhonda said, I feel more in control of my inventory than ever before. Thanks to you and sky's the limit. Probably the best investment I've ever made in my business. Part of what Rhonda's not telling you is that in under six months, she had reduced her dead inventory by 50%. Ashley also joined us last November of 2022 and was averaging between 20 and $24,000 a month, simply selling through her Facebook group. By February, she had jumped to $32,000 by March was hitting $42,000 a month. That's double what she was doing just a few months before. We didn't do any advertising. She actually launched less days a week. We simply made better buying decisions that fueled her growth. Time sticking. Your dream boutique is just a click away. You can have results just like this too. Head on over to www.boutiquetrainingacademy.com 
forward slash skies the limit, all one word, and enroll right now. Your 20 to 50% increase in sales in 2024 starts right now.